We told you it would come quickly, and here it is. Jeff Hafley has been hired as the new defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. Thank you for tuning in to this ostensibly emergency episode of the Scotty Sick Pack Podcast. I am your host, Kedrick Stumbrus. You can follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and Follow the podcast at Scotty Six Pack for all the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. While you're here, hit the subscribe button, smash that like button, and hit the notification bell so you get notified as soon as we put this <laughs> emergency podcast in the feed. Um, and, and, and look, obviously lacking a little bit, 12 plus hours removed from the news. Um, but I was a little little under the weather yesterday. I, I woke up to the news in, in the midst of a late afternoon, early evening nap. Uh, obviously never that great of a time to, to go to bed if you don't want to be up super late, but I was, I was, I was out. Um, but we, we are here for an ostensibly emergency episode of the Scotty Six Pack podcast where on, was it on yesterday's episode? We said, look, it is, it is day eight. Last time around, the Packers hired a defensive coordinator. It went nine days. Here we are. It, it is wrapped up and wraps up in a way that comes as a surprise. R- wraps up with a candidate that nobody had on their radar. Doesn't leak from NFL media. It leaks from college football sourced media. And that is because Jeff Halfley, the now former head coach of the Boston College Eagles is joining Matt LaFleur's staff in Green Bay as the new Packers defensive coordinator. And if you are not a college football sicko, you might be asking, who on earth is this Jeff Halfley guy? Because we have not talked about him. Uh, Like I said, this hire seemingly came out of nowhere. And, And we did say on the emergency episode when Joe Barry was fired that it is in Matt LaFleur's wheelhouse to go out and hire a a coach from the college ranks. We did couch that by saying a defensive coordinator from the college ranks talking about Jesse Minter, who's going to become the new defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles chargers by way of Michigan. And of course, when the Packers poked around at Jim Leonard this time three years ago and seemingly did not really poke around that much there, or maybe Jim Leonard said, uh, no, thanks. I don't know, but we end up in a place where, uh, Matt LaFleur, I almost said Luke Fickle, uh, Matt LaFleur hires his defensive coordinator out of a head coaching position in the ACC. And this does say a lot about the state of college football. Um, we'll get into that, you know, just a little bit here, but let's, let's talk about who Jeff Halfley is and why he would have taken this job. Um, and then of course, in the back half of the show, we'll we'll talk about what his defense is going to look like in in green Bay. So Jeff Halfley, not a formerly reported on candidate for, for this job comes by way of having a lot of, I mean, great 
recommenders around football. He, he has coached with, alongside, and for many ball-knowing dudes, uh, to, to put it lightly. He came up by coaching in college, then the NFL, back to college, and now lands himself back in the NFL. So it's not entirely surprising that this is where Jeff Halfley ends up, ends up making his way back in. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to follow a pattern here where you're going to see this is, this is a defensive backs coach as an assistant. He was a defensive backs coach and has coached around a lot of great defensive backs. He started as a defensive assistant at the university of Pittsburgh, where he was coaching a young Darrell Rivas. That's obviously, you know, maybe not necessarily a feather in his cap, but gets you started on knowing, oh, he he knows what it's like to be around great defensive backs. He goes there, coaches at Rutgers, coaches defensive backs, and then breaks into the NFL alongside who he was coaching with at Rutgers in Greg Schiano. Greg Schiano now back at Rutgers, of course, the winningest coach in program history there. But Greg Schiano is a defensive head coach. And before he was a head coach, before he was a defensive coordinator, he was a defensive backs coach. Greg Schiano knows how to coach defensive backs, knows how to coach ball, and brought along Jeff Halfley to his staff, not just at Rutgers, but also brought him into the NFL. I think it says a lot about what a guy in Greg Schiano, who certainly knows how to coach that position that Jeff Halfley coaches, thinks about Jeff Halfley. From Tampa Bay, after Greg Schiano leaves uh, Tampa Bay, Halfley goes to coach defensive backs in Cleveland. Overlaps a little bit with, with Jim Leonard there, interestingly enough, but also overlaps with Mike Pettin. Now, Mike Pettin plays a lot more man coverage than what a Joe Barry is. Mike Pettin, of course, no stranger to the folks in Green Bay. And tells you a little bit more about Jeff Halfley's background. Coaches a lot more man coverage. Um, certainly a dude who knows ball. Goes ahead after his time in Cleveland. Becomes a defensive backs coach in San Francisco under Jim Harbaugh. Which, I mean, that's as good as it gets. We, we talked about candidates like Jesse Minter on, on the show in the emergency podcast about how Jesse Minter is a desirable candidate because he's coached under both Harbaugh brothers. I, I think it really does say something when you are a rising star in coaching and you have that experience coaching with either one or both of the Harbaugh brothers. There, there are tons of coaches who go out under that tree and, and get jobs. Wink Martindale, who was the Giants defensive coordinator, of course, this past cycle. And then before that was the coordinator in Baltimore. He's off that tree a little bit. These rising stars who got interviews and interview requests and became head coaches um, this past cycle, all out of Baltimore, says a lot about what the industry, what the market says about these defensive coaches coming out of the Harbaugh brothers tree. And so not only does Jeff Hathley coach under Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco, when that coaching staff turns over, San Francisco keeps Jeff Hathley there. 
gets a stamp of approval from a new coach. That new coach under head coach Chip Kelly hires defensive coordinator Robert Sala, now the head coach of the New York Jets. Say what you will about the New York Jets and, and Robert Sala as a <laughs> head coach. A lot of interesting tidbits in an article from The Athletic yesterday on that. But for Robert Sala's shortcomings, he certainly knows how to coach defense. Certainly still has great defense with the New York Jets. So he goes from there, ends up becoming a defensive coordinator at Ohio State, where that defense before he got there wasn't that great. He's the co-defensive coordinator and defensive back coach for a year. Probably the best Ohio State defense since that 2019 season is, is that Jeff Havley defense. And, and it slips down back into, you know, averageness the year after he leaves. Kind of like what we said about how I am not sold on Brandon Staley because he had one season as a defensive coordinator in L.A., where he pops in, he has elite talent, like Ohio State has elite talent. Brandon Staley has elite talent and two first-team all-pros all on that defense. That defense is great. But when Brandon Staley leaves, that defense doesn't really get any worse. Well, with Jeff Halfley there, that defense definitely got worse, even though it had that same level of talent. All right. He goes to become the head coach at Boston College. And... In that time, has a Boston College program that, look, I think, and somebody asked me what I think about Jeff Halfley, and one of the first things I said was, look, Boston College is probably among the, if not the hardest jobs at the Power 5 level. Now, you know, Power 2, 3, 4, whatever you want to call it, at the hardest power conference job in college football. It's a hard job. And he's getting that team going to bowl game, flirting with bowl eligibility every single year that he's there. And, and that's good for that program. To have any modicum of success there says, I mean, plenty about what Jeff Halfley as a coach can do. And so that lands him back into the NFL ranks as Green Bay's defensive coordinator. After, you know, having not elite defenses in, in college football, but you're not going to have elite defenses at Boston College. He had fine defenses. And fine at Boston College is pretty good. I'm seeing plenty of people out there on the internet arguing, oh, he had like a bottom five defense in the ACC. And I'm like, it's Boston College. A bottom five defense, but that's a bottom two job in that conference. Like, that in Syracuse, probably vying for that spot. So look, when I look at just the resume, where you're going, where you've been, who you've coached with, it says to me that Jeff Halfley, who has seen approval after approval of defensive coordinators and defensive head coaches who know how to coach football who know how to coach the position that Jeff Halfley coaches, getting that stamp of approval over and over again from guys who continue to rise up the coaching ranks, from defensive coordinators that turn into head coaches because they are the best at what they do. That tells me there is something here. 
It also tells me that when you start looking at the success of defenses that he has coordinated, defenses that he was in charge of, his, his one season as a D coordinator, of course, only coming at Ohio State. But that defense was good and got worse when he left. As a head coach at Boston College, you have a solid enough track record for what Boston College is that, that I believe there, there is something to be had. And so the Green Bay Packers hire 44 years old Jeff Halfley to be their new defensive coordinator. And that makes him either the oldest or second oldest candidate that they hired or sorry, that they interviewed. It, it is quite interesting. And if you are worried that because he is coming from Boston college and I, and I've certainly said enough here, uh, tiptoeing around the fact that I don't know exactly what kind of talent you can get into your assistant coaching pool at Boston college. It seems that the assistants in green Bay, uh, are basically all going to be staying there under that defensive coaching staff now. So it's not that Halfley has a whole bunch of other guys to bring in. We're going to get these guys in green Bay. Halfley's going to coach them up a different way and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, I think it's a very intriguing hire and comes from asking the question of, well, why do you make the jump? First of all, Boston College private school. So we don't have the exact contract details, but it's a lower paying power conference job. I would think that he's going to be making maybe a little bit less as a defensive coordinator in the league, but not that much less. And there's a report by Pete Thamel, uh, ESPN college football reporter who says part of this is just because Halfley just wants to coach football. And as a head coach of a college football program, just coaching football is, I mean, your number three priority at best now in the way the sport has developed. It's just not the same. And it gives you an opportunity where even if you're making a little bit less money, you're making a little bit less money to do a lot less work. You can take, you know, not summers off, but much lighter summers over than instead of calling up recruits, trying to fundraise money. You don't got to fundraise. Don't got to deal with name, image, and likeness and collectives and transfer portal and all that when you're just coaching ball. So that says, you know, maybe something about the state of college football, but also maybe doesn't say a lot because it's Boston College, which makes it probably a, a lower paying power conference job. Um, I don't think the Boston College job is necessarily the poster child for all of the problems in college football because that's a hard enough job on its face of being the Boston College job because it doesn't have you don't have a ton of history of success. You are not necessarily in a hotbed area for football talent and the hotbed area, the hotbed talent that is there in the Northeast goes other places. Uh, so that's Jeff Halfley hire uh, should be very interesting, but beyond his resume. Oh, and there's one other thing that I wanted to actually hit on here, which is it's not necessarily that um, Matt LaFleur is just hiring a friend here, but he's hiring someone who has been around lots of guys that Matt LaFleur respects. 
And that's kind of the, the window there of all the guys that he's coached with being great defensive coaches. Of course, Robert Sala was up on that list, but Jeff Halfley worked with Matt LaFleur's brother in San Francisco. He coached uh, with Adam Stenovich in the past, who is now the Packers offensive coordinator. He also coached with Ryan Downard, who's now the Packers defensive backs coach in the past. Uh, he's been around this Shanahan tree a lot. And, and that was kind of the, the thread that we picked at ac across this entire coaching search is looking at guys who have these connections to the Kyle Shanahan tree, uh, the Sean McVay tree, th this whole conglomeration of, of the new signal callers in the NFL and Jeff Halfley com comes around there. So let, let's talk about what the hire means after we talk about his track record, what is the defense going to look like? Why is his track record so good? Why is he so well-respected? And he's so well-respected because he plays a, a style of football that, that works. Um, and we're going to talk about that right after we kind of preview what's going coming up on the show the rest of the week. Obviously this news superseding a preview for the Wisconsin Nebraska game. Um, that game coming up tonight, Wisconsin at Nebraska, 7.30 p.m. That game will be televised on the Big Ten Network. Look, I'll just say this. Nebraska's a much better team at home than they are on the road. The only reason Wisconsin has this half-game lead on Purdue is because Nebraska stole a game against Nebraska at home. Nebraska is 500 in the Big Ten this season. It's because they've lost every game on the road and won every game at home. Um, team shoots the lights out at home. Badgers got to start fast. Got to start early. And it's going to be, should be a tough one. Should be a tough one. Uh, but we're going to talk about that game after it happens. Uh, we'll record a, a reaction show as soon as that game finishes. Uh, that will be in your feed first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, and then Friday or sorry, Saturday, I'm recording it Friday, Saturday. We'll have a game preview for what is guaranteed to be a game that will determine who at least has a share of the Big Ten Conference standings lead between Wisconsin and Purdue. That game, of course, on Sunday afternoon. Have a great guest lined up to preview that game tomorrow. Uh, sorry, to preview that game. That show will be in your feed Saturday. I'm having the conversation uh, with our very esteemed guest on Friday. So let's talk about what Jeff Halfley brings to the table as a defensive coordinator beyond his experience, beyond the accolades, beyond the resume, what's he going to do? And what does it mean for this Packers roster? Um, and there, there is, I think one way that you could look at it where his defenses are going to be quite a bit different than Joe Barry's. And one way you can look at it, that his defenses are going to be similar to Joe Barry's. And I think that is, that is good. We talked about through the process of this coaching search that you want to have someone who is going to be adaptable to offenses. And I think that's part of the reason why going to the college ranks for a coach is good because a lot of the experimentation, a lot of the development in football right now is coming up through the college level college teams see 
offenses that are much more different on a week-to-week basis than NFL teams do. So looking at the, the style of football that Jeff Halfley plays, it's a lot more similar on the defensive side to two TWO to two defensive coordinators ago in, in Mike Patton than it is to one defensive coordinator ago in Matt LaFleur. Of course, that should, or sorry, in Joe Barry. And that, of course, should come as no surprise to us who know that Jeff Hefley used to coach with Mike Patton in Cleveland. Um, he's going to play a lot more man coverage. Jeff Hefley played, uh, I think it's a top five, but definitely top 10 in, co- in college football every single season in employing cover one. And that's, that's fun. You're going to see a lot of man coverage. A lot of guys who are just going to be able to go out and get after the ball. They're, they're going to play cover one. And I think one of the ways this makes this interesting is that some highlight moments that come from this Packers roster this season are playing cover one. Think about the pick six by Darnell Savage in the wild card round in Dallas that came on a cover one robber look where Darnell Savage dropped down from the two high shell and played as a strong safety and just read the heck out of Dak Prescott took that to the house. Um, of course we talked going into the game against San Francisco that I don't think the Packers necessarily have the horses to play a bunch of man coverage. And yeah, they probably didn't with this year's version of the San Francisco 49ers. And maybe they won't next year as well. Um, Not at least the way this roster is currently constructed. We're going to get to that in just a minute. So the way that this defense might look similar to that of Joe Barry's is that when Halfley is not playing cover one, he is a lot of times playing cover three. And that comes by the nature of those two sets being that he wants to play with, you know, five defensive backs on the field. That that is the way basically every college defense plays nowadays because of how college defenses are able to spread you out the, the narrow hash marks, allowing a lot of that, the talent gaps uh, that exist uh, from, from team to team. So playing five defensive backs is kind of necessary with, with so much of the talent being at, skill positions at wide receiver and tight end. Um, But playing with those five defensive backs, when they're not playing cover one, a lot of times they're playing a cover three zone defense. And you have a scheme that looks a little bit similar to uh, Mike Trestles in, in Madison, where they're going to have at times a a big outside linebacker uh, safety hybrid who's going to play something of a reverse of that cover one robber position where they might start out in the box and then go up and play uh, more, more free, more safety. So I, I think that'll be interesting. They're, they're going to need athletes to do that. And if it's not Darnell Savage, who of course the Packers will need to resign. Although I think that this hiring makes it more likely that Savage does do that because he can play that robber position and does play it very well when, Jeff Halfley goes to cover one from a personnel side. And what this is going to do for the green Bay Packers is that it means they're going to need to get more defensive back talent. They're going to need more safety talent. They're going to need more cornerback talent. And it 
is something that we already knew going into this offseason was going to be a, a focal point of the personnel decisions that needed to be made by Brian Gutekunst. And that's because, look, the, the talent on the front end of this defense is good. It's solid. Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Luke Musgrave, Carl Brooks. You, you got great pass rushers. And guys who can get after the quarterback and, and well, let's let's mention going into a, a defense which now will have more four four man fronts it is good because you won't have a Preston Smith dropping back into coverage as much. Um a la Preston Smith trying to cover Devontae Adams <laughs> against the Las Vegas Raiders this season. Oh goodness. Uh but I I like that this defense seemingly is going to be, all right, we're going to allow four-man fronts because that's the strength of this defense. Put an extra guy there and have them go try to get after the quarterback. We got a ton of athletes there. We know that to be true. Now, it does expose some weaknesses on this Packers defensive roster where you're going to need strong inside linebackers. If you're going to have your, your two defensive ends coming in and, and leaving your probably two inside linebackers more often than not because you have five defensive backs on the field, you need those inside linebackers to be able to cover. Well, Quay Walker, for how good Quay Walker is, he's not great in coverage. It's one of the reasons we talked about heading into the San Francisco game that he is one of the players in the NFL, most often sent on a blitz because that's what he does better. He does better just trying to run after the ball. He's he's not great in coverage, doesn't anticipate very well. So that's something he's going to have to improve on to survive in this Jeff Halfley defense. Um, and, and something that you know the San Francisco 49ers ha- have a have a lot of success in is having those inside linebackers really make plays. You're also going to need more defensive back talent and. Fortunately, I think this is a pretty solid draft class at defensive back. And I think the exciting part about it is that why you need that defensive back talent is because Jeff Halfley is passionate about playing press man coverage, which I think suits this defensive back roster well. Uh, That's what, and you know, maybe he's not, going to be around maybe he's too hurt I don't know but it's what it's what Eric Stokes did in college it's what all these like high level SEC programs do in college is they play a ton of man coverage because th- their point is we just have the better athletes we're going to out athlete you by playing man coverage um so Eric Stokes is used to that J.R. Alexander I, I mean like I'd much rather watch J.R. Alexander play man coverage get in your face a la a, a Richard Sherman type who also had a lot of really great things to say about Jeff Halfley by, by the way uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. I think it says that the Packers who have keep in mind for this draft, they have two picks in the top 50, three picks in the top 60 and five picks in the top 100 of this draft. Packers are, are set up well, uh, for this upcoming NFL draft. And I would say that at least one of those two picks in the top 50 now are going to have to be a defensive back. If, if not one of those two picks in the top 50, definitely at least one of the, in the 
uh, top 60 or top 60 and definitely two in those five picks in the top 100. So going to be a fun off season looking at safety options, cornerback options in the draft. Again, of course, looked a lot at the safety options in the draft last off season. And there just wasn't a lot there. Uh, so I, I think there's room to make Keyshawn Nixon move from corner to safety. Uh, maybe have him play a a speedy, well, not big, but a speedy free safety role. Um, yeah, should be a lot of fun talking about what this defense can do over the offseason. Uh, I, I am excited because I think we all know what we're going to get out of this Green Bay Packers offense. It is the defense now that has the question marks. And if the Packers can get the talent to make it work, uh, because I think, I think there is something there. I, although of course I did profess that I was not impressed with the talent in the secondary this season. I said that going to the game against San Francisco, and I don't want to walk that back, but I do think there's something there to be unlocked. I don't think the personnel itself is necessarily the problem. I think maybe the way it was employed was the problem. But all that's to say that I did just acknowledge they need to get better. They need to get better talent. It's the only way you need to have more talent back there to make this higher work. Um, but I, I am excited about the fact that we're going to get four man fronts. We're going to let all that talent on the front end of the defense, just get up and go. And I believe I believe in the hire. Um, I'm excited. I got a YouTube video uh, <laughs> bookmarked to go watch of Jeff Halfley giving a, a coaching seminar on, on why press man coverage is so important. I'm I'm all in. I'm about to do real sicko stuff. Uh, if any of you are you know interested in that, let me know. We'll either try to feature it on the show here, or I'll send you uh, a link to to what I'm watching over there. But gonna get acclimated. Gonna get better at knowing some ball and yeah, should be an exciting off season the rest of the way as the Packers have their defensive coordinator hired and off we go tomorrow. We're going to check in after Wisconsin plays Nebraska tonight on the road, try to be the first big 10 team to win at pinnacle bank. And then on Saturday, we'll have a preview in your feed with an excellent guest as we cover a huge Big Ten showdown between top 10 teams, Purdue and Wisconsin. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the Scotty Six Pack Podcast. I've been your host, Kedrick Stumbrus. You can follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six Pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell so you get notified as soon as we put a new podcast into your feed. Until we talk to you tomorrow, go Pack Go and on Wisconsin.